Hi, everybody. This is Charlie Guarino. Welcome to another edition of Tech Talk SMB. In today's podcast, I'm very happy to be sitting here with Sierra Mejia. Sierra is a young developer on the IBM I platform. She's been a software engineer for over seven years working at King3 Solutions, which is based in Marietta, Georgia. Sierra, it's so great to see you here today. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Charlie. I'm very excited for our discussion. Perfect. Thank you very much. And I really thank you for coming today. So Sierra, we just met just a few weeks ago, I should say, at Common Navigate in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. But even after just speaking with you just for a few minutes, I was really inspired seeing and chatting with you because it was impressive to me how you were networking with so many people and just, in my opinion, soaking up all you could possibly could in the in the moment, being in the moment. So my first question to you is really, what, what brought you to Common in St. Louis, Common Navigate? Well, I always loved going to conferences in the past. I have gained so much knowledge going and attending. I met so many people that have inspired me to become a better programmer. So I knew about Common. I've always wanted to go. And so I asked um, K3S, I was like, "Can would it be okay if I attended the Common Conference this year? And they, we thought it would be a great idea for all of us to go as developers and just be able to learn. It's it's priceless. It's it's it helps that little bit of time that you spend learning will help you in your career and then the rest of the year until the next conference. <laughs> like I've been practicing all I've learned. It's, it's great. It's great. I recommend going. Which you know is a perfect uh, thing because I know so many people, not so many, but I know some people who go to conferences and they they come back with all these great nuggets of information and then they don't use them because and then their normal life just gets back in the way and they they don't take advantage of all the great tools that they're being taught at common at, at these at conferences i should say so that was only almost about a month ago or not even quite a month ago have you used any of the new tools that you've learned already from from the conference oh yeah i i mean they also have recordings so i've been just going through and going back and remembering and um going through my notes and trying all like even just the commands your keep pad your um, keyboard commands that saves you time <laughs> so it just makes your work style a lot easier and um it's definitely worth going so you've been you've been in this industry for seven years you know a little more than seven years but what what got you into this you know where, where did you first even hear of ibmi or rpg you know how did that all start yeah i actually never wanted to be a programmer. I was going a whole different direction um, in the medical field, but um, it was just my brother, He he's a programmer and he's like, you should really get, maybe like try it out, like get into it. So I attended a class and my very beginning of my IT career as a programmer, I was introduced to RPG. It was the first language that I learned. And um, Jim Buck, <laughs> amazing teacher. He he taught me a lot and he was so passionate about the IBMI system and that passion inspired me. And it was, it was, a, there was a lot of work and it, I was a very new developer. I was everyone in the class, they've built their own languages, but it was my introduction and it was a great, I think it was a great start to learn 
programming. It was, it was very easy to use. Um, no, it was, it was, and then I just continued my knowledge from there and they taught me how to use the IMMI system. And even though it was a little intimidating at first, um, I stuck with it and I'm really glad I did. So how different is your real life experience in this, in, in, in IBMI community, I would say, based on what you had expected originally? I know mean, you mentioned a little bit about how easy it was, for example, but surely when you first started, you had some expectation that may or may not have been what it actually is. So how, how has that compared what, what you're doing today to what you thought of when you first stepped into this seven years ago? I thought it was old. At first, I was like, when you were introduced to the green screen, you're like, wow, this is this is not a modern system, like operating system. Like, but it it's truly it's it's been such an amazing experience. Like they even though this was developed or this platform has been around since the 1980s, how it's been able to become modern has really impressed me. The security features, it's it doesn't compare to other platforms. And so that was something that I learned um, later on and in my career. And um, I think it's a beautiful platform. It's beautifully designed. And um, it, even though I was introduced to other languages and platforms, the IBMI system, it's reliable. And just um, working in it and really understanding that level of security um, is very impressive. <laughs> and you work primarily in RPG. Correct. Yes. I primarily work in RPG, but I do. Yeah, we're implementing new and it's so easy to implement new languages like we're working with Python and um, PHP and and it being working in the APIs. And so I work with other languages as well, but mostly primarily RPG. So you have friends and maybe some of them are developers, maybe some of them are not. But when you tell them I work on RPG, what's the first thing that comes to their mind? role-playing games it's it's the that's they're like role-playing games I'm like no 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 <laughs> it's not that <laughs> and so it, it's really cool to explain to them rpg it's it is an older language but it it's you know fixed formatted too that's that can be very intimidating but pre-formatted it's a beautiful you know it, i work with both and so i try to explain to them it's a reporting language so you, you mentioned, you know, the two big words you, met, you mentioned, fixed format and also fully free form. And those are really the big different flavors. And they really are very different from each other, certainly. Mm -hmm. I think that's actually, that's always been part of the problem with, with RPG because people still have in their mind the old style of the code, but it's so much more today. I mean, the language as it exists today, fully free form, is as modern as any of the language I've ever I've ever worked with and was seen. So for me to ask you what's your favorite version would be maybe silly. I think I know the answer, but you've worked on both. When you work on a on a fixed format program or we, we say a legacy application, what comes to your mind when you see these things? At first, yeah, it was just understanding like a fixed format, it doesn't make sense when you're introduced to a newer language and you don't have to worry about the spacing. It drove me crazy. But once you get used to it, you're able to under, you know, you're able to program it in it. But free format, it's my favorite. It's very clean, very easy to use. It's very easy to read um, compared to even like other languages. You know, it's I, I think I, it's, it's just so much easier to use, definitely. But if you're working in fixed format, it's not hard to learn. If you understand free format, you can easily learn. For in fact, I. Jimbok has um, a book 
and he teaches you free formatted RPG. But in the end of the section, he's like, okay, you learned that section, you learned how that piece, this is how you do it for fixed formatted um, versions. And, you know, and I, fixed format is actually, you can still do stuff that is very powerful that free format can't do. So I learned that recently, <laughs> like move. <laughs> so that's gonna go. <laughs> Pointers. No, that's true. Well, the good news, the good news for everybody is that fixed format RPG doesn't have to exist the way it does because there are tools out there that will convert those to free format and make them, you know, more modern and more usable today. So I, you know, I would encourage anybody to look at some of these tools and, you know, and really get rid of the, get rid of the old style code because just to your very point, fully free format is showing the way to understand applications today and to modify them. That's where you, that's where you want to spend most of your time, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Don't be intimidated by fixed format either. Exactly. Yeah. Here's an interesting question for you. Um, one of the terms you hear more now than and than ever before is the term modernization, and that and that, or even going beyond that, we hear the new term digital transformation. That's where I think even modernization has now become an old term. But mm-hmm. when you hear those two terms, modernization. And transformation what comes to your mind is it the language is it the way the users interact with the application is it something else when i just say modernization what immediately what's your knee-jerk response to that when i say that word i think cloud everything's cloud-based and they've done ais and ibm i has done a great job at introducing that now um even the platforms that we use i know we <laughs> We like RDI, but VS Code, they have that new extension um, for the IBMI and just modernizing how we program is crucial. I love, I used to program in RDI, but I don't anymore. I use VS Code and I think just like green screen, that just intimidates new programmers. We're not used to seeing that. So having a platform like VS Code where people are comfortable with and using um, and just going that route and introducing them to programming in that way is extremely helpful for newer programmers. But yeah, I think modernizing is just keeping up with technologies like the the needs of the business world is it's constantly changing and having to adapt and keep up with those changes is crucial. And I think the IBM My System does a very good job of that. You know, I think it goes beyond that because you're talking, and I agree with you, by the way, and as, as far as the VS Code RDI and other, other discussion, I think as long as as long as long you're using a, a modern tool, whatever it happens to be, whatever you happen to like or your company uses is fine. Just don't use the old green screen tools. I think that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the real message here, I think, right? Oh, yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. But I agree. The VS Code implementation is really well done. I, I absolutely agree with you on that, too, of course. But sticking with this with this uh, theme for a second, we're talking about modernization. So you, you you touched upon it as a developer, but now let's turn the tables on you. And what do you think end users expect when they hear the term modernization? What comes what comes to their mind, and what what will make them really love still working on this platform? Making it e- user friendly truly comes down to that. Like we. We're so used to things being easy for us now, and so many tools have been developed um, to make our programming experience 
more friendly, user-friendly. So, yeah, for like an end user, maybe. Sure. You know, for me, uh, at the end of the day, I really don't necessarily care what the what the backend server is, and nor should I care. And you know, I'm I'm in the world of APIs, for example, where 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 we are communicating with different systems all day long. We don't even know what we're talking to. It's just we we got a we got a we got a URL here. Here's here's the API you use, and whatever happens in the back end, and. I really think that that's really what should be from a user expectation also. They really shouldn't necessarily know they're working on IBM I. If they're working in a browser or a mobile app, I think that's that's sufficient. Mm-hmm. It's only when they're when they're constrained by the technology that's not giving them, it's not meeting their basic expectation. That's where they have problems. So so you so where do you fit in there? And where do you see yourself in there? Do you is having a mobile app or a browser application a, a a very first step into using interacting with a system from, a, from with a program I should say with an application. Oh, absolutely! K through I think does an amazing job with this. We are constantly trying to keep up with um, just being modern. Like we make the, our software very easy for people to use, and using maybe maybe a Py, you know a Python application or program that will make that reporting or create those reporting reports. <laughs> more pleasing to the eye and just working in your, with your tools, like you said, and integrating PHP and that front end application to make it for the end user to really appreciate or not even realize, like you said, they're using the IBMI system. It's the architect is very important for businesses to keep in mind. Um, what they, we don't want them to see the ugly mess of <laughs> like keeping the hardware and the software you know completely separate in that way and then um like you said like they people want things very fast they want i think with green screen they were using everything with their keyboards but now everything's with gui applications and they want things to look nice and if you're not keeping up with that um people aren't going to want to use your software i i agree and it needs to be intuitive too yes it needs to be intuitive. easy to use and things like that and and I guess at the end of the day, really just giving them what they need in you know in a in a easy to use format, whatever that happens to be. Mm-hmm. Easier explain yeah and teach others how to use too. Sure, I, I I totally agree with you, of course. So you you've been around some good people who really know the system quite well, but if if I say to you what makes somebody an excellent developer or a systems person. What what what's your definition of that? What makes somebody somebody you would look at and say, well, that person has has it all going on. What makes that person the the great person that they are? Definitely having a passion for it, and then creating code that is efficient. It's easy to read. You're, I mean, we are constantly using each other's code, and so having good comments, um, having good variable names. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just not making it super complex and just very simple, making your, your code, like it has to work, of course, but making it so that's very efficient and for other programmers to understand, because you're not going to be around forever. And so you need to have other people, if there's a bug or they need to touch it up, your programs, um, that, as I think that makes a really good developer. Uh, And then 
being a good team member, being able to communicate if you're if you do have an, an issue, going to someone and going, I think just being humble about it and just asking for help. I see a lot of programmers, you know, they're just like, no, I can solve it on my own. But um, especially as a newer developer, it's okay to ask questions, especially with older, like if when it comes to older developers, if you have older developers on your team, take advantage of that. And they are so help, happy to help. And um, they, are, I work with amazing developers. And so I'm very grateful for that. I've learned so much from them. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's been said, actually, you mentioned a lot of different terms I want to just, talk, uh, just touch on here. The very first thing you said when I asked you that question was passion. Mm -hmm. and, and that has nothing to do with technical ability, but passion mm -hmm. is your, your propensity to want to learn more things. And, you know, as anybody, any employer will say, I, I can teach you new syntax. I can't teach you passion. That has to be innate. That has to come from within you. And mm -hmm. I think if, if we can identify as employers, for example, or project managers, whatever the case, if we can identify those people out there who have the passion, I think that will get them through to really to really become great developers because they're, they're the ones who are going to keep learning. And that's really, I mean, I think that's really one of the most important things is just learning. And I know we talked about this, about you, you're always on this constant journey of, of learning education. What what resources do you do you use to keep learning? Well, I love my books. <laughs> I do. I go back to my books all the time. But um, even just like working with Liam, Liam, he's really good at like I've watched. He has videos on YouTube. Go like go view those. Um, Common has a boot camp. One of our developers is using to learn RPG. Um, there's just so many ways you can learn. And um, if you yeah, just like if you have a question, I always have questions. I Google it. There's so many tools out there that you can use. There's so different books, um, going to conferences like Common um, are all just great ways to learn more about programming. And you mentioned Liam, Liam Allen. I agree with you. He really is. Uh, he really does set the standard for what you know for passion in the industry and promoting it and things like that. I think he's a great a great ambassador for you know for new technology for sure. Oh, for sure. It's it contagious. When if you're passionate about something, you rub it off with other to others, and then they become passionate about it as well. So it's really it's great. If you could ever work, talk to Liam. Highly recommend doing so. <laughs> if you have any questions, go to him. <laughs> I agree with you, hundred percent, absolutely. So, tell me why you um, you mentioned that you know your your brother was originally in IT or is in IT, I should say, and you know he suggested to you to get into it. But I think so much has happened even along your own journey in that now you have you've developed your own true passion and your a real love for programming. So what do you love about what what is in in programming that really that you just love doing every day? It's like a puzzle. It can be really hard at for or at times. And when you finally fix that problem that you're trying to solve, it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding. It's I find it, it, it's a great thing for, I love like being able to think, I dream in code sometimes. Like I, I'm stuck in a problem and being able to solve it at the end of the day or maybe at the end of the week at times, it's rewarding. You feel so good about it. Um, you're constantly learning. You're constantly, and just like having a passion for it and finding others that have a passion for it. 
Um, I love talking to people that about programming. It's and especially in the IT world, um, women, you know, it's, it's you don't see a lot of women programming and being able to talk to other women about programming. And um, I, I, I just I just love it all. I don't love it all. <laughs> and there, you, you can always, you, you, if you don't like one language, you can go on and move to another language or if it's it's a, a career that's going to be constantly growing it's always going to be here you have job security it gives you flexibility if you want to work remotely you have the option to do so there's a lot of perks in it there's I always am telling my friends like you should learn like just take a class like introduce yourself to it and don't get discouraged it can at first it can be difficult if you did grow up programming um but just keep at it and one day it's going to click it's going to click in your head and then once you understand it it's it's just a lot of fun. I I love my job. I love programming. <laughs> yeah, you, you did touch on something which I think is very important. You mentioned women in IT, and that's really a very important topic because I agree with you. There, uh, there are probably more women now in, in IT than there have ever been, which I think is a great thing. Uh, but it was always obviously it was always thought of as a as a a man's career, which is for no good reason. But I, I'm I'm very happy that there are so many women in IT. I think it's I think they bring a whole other set of skills to the to the community as well that are really have been missing for quite some time. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think differently. It's so cool like working in a team and we all bring it. If we're working on a project together, we bring out different um, qualities and success to the table. I, I couldn't agree more with you. Absolutely. And I think we need to embrace that. Mm hmm. For sure, I need to embrace that. So, all right. So, it's your your passion and your love for programming is very very evident, very obvious to me. But, what do you consider to be like a great project? If someone says, "Here's the task at hand," what would what would be a project that would really make you say, "Wow, this is going to be a real fun project to work on," whatever it happens to be? What, what kind of technologies would you be using, or what kind of things would you be using that? Wow, this is going to be a great you know this is going to be a great one to work on. Mm -hmm. something different I've been working more with APIs I think there's so much fun to work with <laughs> they're very complex but um just be just like learning um different tools like I, I've never really worked much with APIs but right now any API project I think is I get become very excited about BS code oh right now we are moving to GitHub that's huge that's a project that I'm really excited about just getting more used to working with GitHub and integrating it into our work environment. Um, VS Code, we're working with Liam a lot with any bugs, um, any new features that we are ex that are needing or working maybe with like extensions. Um, and I love working with my team. So anytime I get to work with one of my coworkers on a project or teaching them too about something else, that's a great, that's fun, a fun project if I'm working with someone um, alongside or improving. Man, I, I don't know, there's like so many, I get, now that I'm like talking, I'm like <laughs> improving something and if there's like one way of doing it and we need to improve it, it's it's just, it's outdated, um, an outdated way of doing it, improving something and like really coming up with plans on how we can improve the program or the user experience. Sorry, that was. I guess uh, that wasn't my favorite. I was like, you don't have to apologize. I think this is this is great. I think, a lot of things. No, I think <laughs> I it's wonderful. You really you 
I, I I love hearing all these different things. I think it's really so. You don't have to apologize. No, no, no apology required at all. Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> but surely, with all the things you're working on, you must encounter some some bumps in the road, some hiccups, some challenges. So, what what kind of challenges have you, or or, or better yet, what what do you think are the most challenging things maybe of your job today? Working with errors. They it's not the most user-friendly like you have to really search like what what went wrong and I do appreciate like I love debugging um but I, sometimes when I get an error it's not always very clear what the issue what happened what broke my program and so that's a challenge in itself but that's with every I mean that's just programming um but I, I do enjoy debugging but right now it's it's the RDI, I like doing um, green screen. I have to debug in green screen right now. And it's not my favorite thing to do, to be honest, but that's okay. It's part of the job. <laughs> well, debugging is always part of any developer's job, certainly. Mm -hmm. So um, Sierra, I have a, a, I guess I want to start wrapping this up, but I have, I have uh, some, I have two last questions that I do want to ask you. Yeah. And the first one is, for anybody who you think is, I mean, you mentioned, you, you kind of alluded to it a little earlier in our discussion, but what, what do you think, what, what can you tell others who are considering a career in IT or maybe or even or maybe don't even have an, a career in mind? And you, you also mentioned, you know, we talked about that earlier, but what, what kind of final advice would you tell somebody to consider a career in IT? I mean, it, it sounds like you really enjoy it. But if if I'm right out of school or just entering college, for example, tell me what what inspired you and why should they look at IT as a career? If I could give any advice, just keep going. I I've had so many like classmates drop out, and they were like, "This is too difficult," or "My brain doesn't work this way." I think you just have to keep going. You have to put in the effort and the work because it's such a rewarding career. I, I, I love my job. I love my career and I love programming and IT it's constantly growing. It's always going to be here and it's going to keep, you can't, you're not going to be able to get rid of it. It's just going to keep um, improving. And um, I think people just get discouraged, especially girls. Like you, they get into a classroom and they are with, a bunch of males or maybe even in your your team at the moment but I, I think it's don't let that stop you um people might tell you oh you're a girl in IT I was told that all the time like you're not going to be able to do it like you're not going to be successful and that's far from the truth and so I think it's just you just gotta keep going you cannot give up <clears throat> well I, I agree with you by the way thank you and even though it was a it was a much longer time ago for me, I I I think I would share your same starting out in IT. That is, I I think I would share the same same sentiments that you just expressed over there. I think that that makes perfect sense, absolutely. And I guess my final question is: so now you've been you've been in, in on the IBM I platform specifically for quite some time now, and how has your experiencing experience been with the IBM I community at, at large? Because there are so many people out there that are really experts out there and what's been your basic inter what has been your basic interaction with the IBMI community of which I think you are now a, you know an integral part of and I and I really believe in my heart of hearts that you are going to make a big impact 
as you continue your journey in, in the community as well. I love the community. It's very helpful. They have helped me so much and everyone's so passionate. You don't find that anywhere else. Like people in this community, they truly believe this is the best platform. And that is so cool. <laughs> like I love talking to people about the IBMI system and they they are very passionate about <laughs> about the platform truly. <laughs> so and that's unique. That is truly unique. And it is a bit of an older or more experienced community. And I think that is so cool. I think they're so wise. If I have any issues or problems that I go to them and they will for sure know exactly what my problem is. And they're so helpful and they truly want my experience to be a pleasant one. Um, and so they they are always willing to help and talk to you. So that's, it's been really, it's been a great, great experience. I love it. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to hear that. The IBMI community is certainly very welcoming, for sure, I think. That's been my experience with it. And um, I'm glad to be part of it. I'm glad you're part of it. I'm glad that there are so many people out there who are like-minded, who contribute to it. And they, and I and I say I say it all the time, no matter how much I feel I might put into it, I always get more back. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. You is, That is so true. I completely 100% agree. <laughs> Great. All right, listen, Sierra, it was really a, a delight speaking with you today. Thank you so much for making some time to join me today on this podcast. Um, what else can I say? I want to just thank you on behalf of Tech Channel and everybody who's listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to Sierra and her thoughts. And really take to heart, take to heart some of the things that Sierra mentioned here because she really is part of the team that's going to bring us forward and keep this platform vibrant and moving and very relevant. So that's a little word. That's my little word to the wise, I suppose. <laughs> it was a real pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you again for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Charlie. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. Please, please be sure to check out other offerings on Tech Channel. They have a, a whole wealth of resources out there, podcasts and blogs and many other resources. So I encourage you to do that. And until next time, everybody will um, stay well. Take care. Bye now.